Now, it's time for the Enforcer. Winner of four Stanley Cups. One of the most dangerous men ever to lace up the skates. It's the Darren McCarty Show. Brought to you by Pain-Free Life Centers. High-intensity, high-dose laser therapy. Live your life pain-free with no drugs, no surgery, and no side effects. Now, here's Darren McCarty. Yes, yes, yes. Excited to be here. It must be Friday night, 7 o'clock. Thanks for joining us here this September 17th. Wow. Already September 17th in the heart of football season entering here. You are listening to four-time Stanley Cup champion Darren McCarty with my partner in crime as always, Mr. Sean Belegian. Shawnee B, how you doing? Mac, I'm with you. I like wait, wait a second. Hold on. August is over? <laughs> like it's it's September 17th? What the hell are we doing? Year is just absolutely flown by, man. I don't know if the hockey season is what starts off the fall for you or the football season. I know it's a little bit earlier, but for anybody uh, who starts their sports calendar by a sports team, well, the uh, prospects camp started last night um, up in Traverse City. So that's where it all begins. The engine starts rolling with the Red Wings. We obviously, we got the Lions uh, going into Green Bay. Um, Am I the only one? That has the confidence in maybe covering the spread because of the disarray of Aaron Rodgers and what we saw. Maybe too much time in Hawaii and too much time hanging out with the D-Mac. That was going to be my question. Yeah, that was going to be my question to you guys when we got to that was, did the performance last week by Aaron Rodgers, does that give you confidence or does that scare you that he's not going to let that happen two weeks in a row and he's going to come back? Full MVP wow, swing. You know what? Scares I'm gonna me. save that. I mean, that is called Big J journalism of our our little R radio <laughs> bite. That is Eric Dorch on the ones and twos. And uh actually uh, I gotta give Dorchy props first. Not as much props as I'm gonna give you where I'm gonna start this show about playing injured and the IR, Sean, because everybody knows and I got a little feedback because I didn't delve into your first Sunday off. Without the Lions, what was on the barbecue? But we were more interested in playing. But Eric, thanks for uh, um, putting in uh, all the extra time that you do and not whining about it because you're doing a heck of a job. Must be. I think it's the Brandon Blake because he's not in here right now. That that these two, it's like Mutt and Jeff, right? Like there's always the two. It reminds me of Maltz and Maltz and Drapes, except you know, like Ozzy and. Sort of me, I don't know. It's just like the uh, the last week we played the drop that I've had for a year and a half. Of that might be the greatest thing Dorch has said. That might be the nicest thing Mac has said. That That's is just so great. That is the nicest thing we got. There. <laughs> that is such a great compliment. <laughs> Congratulations for not bitching so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that call, so like good. I see it, but no, because the real hero of the week, Sean, um, isn't oh, the barbecue, but like. How about this out there in, in WJR land to listen? This man, and it was the first Sunday of non of non working football Sunday in how long, Sean? Since nineteen ninety five. So you had the coach since nineteen ninety five. How did you spend the day, Mister Belizean? Please tell the Darren McCarty I show was, audience. 
I was in a hospital. Wait, bed, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. The, the game wasn't that bad. It was only thirty-eight to ten, <laughs> and, and the guys didn't quit. What are you? Are you that? Wait, you'll have to. I, I must be jumping the gun. Continue. Mac, true story. True story. We get off the air on Friday, and it's about I don't know. It's about ten forty-five at night, and I felt for our generation. I'm not sure the Dorch will know Talking what uh, this about is. My generation. It, it felt like I got. It felt like I got flicked. Like in the middle of my back, like somebody came behind me and just flicked me in the back, like a real hard thump wait, right in my back. Wait, but, but you, you know, said with the fingers. You said flick. Now, a flick, yes, flicks just sort of like, you know, that's just sort of like a dorch. That's just sort of annoying. It doesn't really yeah, yeah. hurt you, but but it wasn't like a slash from in no, the back. No, no, it, it, it just it, it it felt like a flick, but about I'd say about. Five seconds later, there was this pain that I'm not joking. It doubled me over. Like I, I was sitting, I was, I was sitting in the front room, going, "What the heck just happened?" So I was like, "You know, I'm, I'm just gonna go to bed. You know, maybe I just, you know, moved a strange way and pulled a muscle or something like that." Look at all the couldn't am- get comfortable. Couldn't get comfortable. All the it amateur was, doctors abs- out there trying to diagnose what Sean has, Kim Keel, <laughs> with the pain in the back. But I bet you, people our age, which is, is the late 40s. Um, maybe even closer, like you to Draper's age of fifty. Remember, Drapes is fifty. The rest of us are younger than him. <laughs> <laughs> Diagnosis. This sounds like something that it could be an age thing. Sean, is that what happened? You were doubled over. Well, went, you know what? To, they, to be honest with you, he thinks it's a red meat thing. Um, we're, we're, I'm still waiting to get back with the test. Well, he's giving all the hints Matt. out. He's giving all the hints out. It's red meat, so it's sodium. Yeah. Something when you're yeah. older, um, killed you over. Like mm-hmm. th- when I think keeled over, that means like blocking a shot with the most important piece of your equipment that you never want to use, right? Your cup, right? So you keeled over it. because you got so. I'm not sure, Sean, but I think there's a lot of people in the audience that have experienced this type of pain. Now, this just isn't any uh, broken. This is. This is like you're you're telling me that this is the worst pain, and and for anybody out there, if you don't know, I'll break it to you, or Sean can break it to you. What is it called in layman's terms? The old kidney ki- stone. Kidney stone. Oh my God. Yep. OMG, Mister Positive. Never felt yes, anything for like sure it. Sure, that's OMG. Never. Worst pain ever. Whatever, well, Max. Seriously, you and I were talking before we went on the air. I'm not up there with you, obviously, but I've I've had my face smashed. I I broke my nose multiple times. I broke my leg. I broke my arm. I blew out my knee twice. I, I'll take all of them. I'll take all of them compared to what that put me through for two and a half days. I'm I'm not no exaggeration. It was, I mean, it was debilitating. I I slept on and off all night, and then Saturday morning, I'm not one to go to the hospital. Saturday morning, I woke up, I looked at my daughter, and I said, I'm, I'm going to the hospital right now. So she immediately got freaked out. Like, yeah. okay, well, yeah, all right, why is my dad going to the soft. hospital? I, I had a feeling, I, I, because it's hereditary, part, part of what, you know, people that deal with kidney stone, it's hereditary. Um, I had a feeling I knew what it was because I remembered my father had gone through it and my younger brother had gone through it. So... Um, they took me in Saturday morning and you have to go get, you know, the, the x-ray and everything. And doctor comes back and he goes, you got a big one, you know? So 
Uh, with the big ones, you know, a lot of times what they say is they, they want you to just Please pass tell. it naturally. But if it's over five millimeters, they have to go in and get it. Um, so basically, I thought on Saturday, all right, well, they're going to go in and get it. And, you know, now they, they wanted to wait 48 hours to see if I would pass the damn thing. Uh, it didn't move. The, the doctor thought that maybe it was stuck up there and everything. It was... It was horrible. I mean, there's no other way to say it. So they finally got it Monday evening, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, dude, it, it is – all kidding aside, I think, Mac, we're both at the age, appreciate your health while you have it. Like, appreciate your health while you have it. Because I – like, as soon as I – the second that I started to feel better, it was like, oh, my gosh. Are, are you kidding me? It was It was unbelievable. But, yeah – Watch the, the Lions game from a hospital bed. Not really what I wanted to do, but, you know, that's the way God wanted it. And, you know, it's, so you deal with it. And thank God everything's well, though. And, you know, it, it was just – I'm not joking. It, Mac, the worst pain I've ever had. No, it's, you said you hands weren't – down, ki- no you debate. Weren't, you weren't kidney stoning at all, at, at all to that pain. And – um <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's it's. I understand it. You know, and uh, anybody who, excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, lives, um, you know, cannabis lifestyle. That's the biggest thing with the CBDs and stuff like that, and forever else. So I'm glad you're beyond that, and I feel for everybody who's gone through that. Now, I'm gonna take a break here, and we're gonna come back, and we're gonna get into some uh, football talk. I want to hit into the Aaron Rodgers, the the great question, Dorch. Um, that Eric had about Aaron Rodgers, and I also talk about Calvin Johnson and uh, about the Lions and Payman's money out of principle. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of things going on. But our health is our number one important thing, and when we take it for granted, and we all do. Um, I'm going to contemplate during this commercial break whether I'm bringing up what Sean's got on the grill this weekend because you just said... (laughs) Sounds like it's tofu now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the vegan edition with Sean Belize in the last segment. We're going to take a break. Thanks for joining us here on this Friday night. The Darren McCarty McCarty Show. This is the Darren McCarty Show on 760 WJR where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belize and Detroit Red Wings legend Darren McCarty. Going in, and like I said, Sean, uh, this one last thing on your kidney stone, that's the only time anybody will say five millimeters is a big one, is in your kidney stone. So there you go. You got that going Truth. for you. You got to give yourself more credit <laughs> than that here. Yes, you're listening to the Darren McCarty Show on this fine Friday night in downtown Detroit from the top of the copper top of the Fisher Theater. I always used to love when jp mccarthy said that when i was hating my dad for having to listen to wjr and now we're on it you know i love it love it but what else do i love i loved the no quit attitude and everything and i want people to understand this to the lions and the dan campbell and i know that 38 to 10 was on the board and same old line and say whatever but let's take it from here sean and this is the biggest thing that i got out of out of sunday's game is when you're trying to build a culture and you come in in one of your first press conferences or second as a coach and say, we're going to play whistle to whistle 60 minutes no matter what. And you come out in your first game and it shows me that guys, whether I don't care about schematics and talent and blowing coverage and doing your job and stuff like that. Um, it's the fact that you not quit 
for 60 minutes and I couldn't have been happier as far as that. Well, I was sold on that. Now they have to do it game in and game out. But that's where you start your cultural foundation is can they listen? Do they buy into the coach? You know, I mean, it's so different than the first game when Patricia and Quinn were here. You know, it's more so the way that we, you know, we had come to appreciate what we had with Jim Caldwell until you don't know what you got till it's gone. But, you know, kudos to Dan Campbell and his staff for, you know, the team was ready to compete. Now, we got to work on the talent. We got to work on different things. Obviously, Jeff Kuda getting hurt isn't a good thing uh, for anybody, but... You know what, Sean, that's what I know you were keeled over in that hospital bed, not really worrying about the effort. You're more worried about the effort of that kidney stone getting out. But did did you take solace in the fact of what you saw? Because whenever that's that's the one thing coach says it plays it out. They the team responds. OK, we got somewhere to start. What, how did you see it from your hospital? Bed? No, Mac, I think that's a great way to explain it. And, and, you know, the difference is for, you know, I'll just speak for me. I'm not expecting a lot from this team this year. You know, five wins, six wins, anything like that. This is a team that's looking towards the future, and I think it's about time. They're trying to build to something. So I'm not trying to make this a, a mountain out of a molehill or anything. That, you know, I think some people are going to take the tack. Well, we only lost by eight or whatever. Look, it wasn't an eight-point game, but at the same time, it wasn't a mail-in game. And I think that is a positive. But here's – there's. That, there's no doubt about that. And, and you know, people are going to go, oh, so Lions, you're, you're celebrating a moral victory. With this group, this bunch, absolutely celebrating a moral victory. 1,000%. Yep, did, yep, yep. Did anybody think that we'd have a chance going into that game with the ball in a last possession to be able to tie the game or to be able to whatever? Because you know what? The, the, the telling – sign was Debo Samuel, the wide receiver who fumbles face on the sideline, even Shanahan, like they were worried. Like that's, and that's what you want in a young team. Does it, can you shock somebody? Because you know what, when they consistently know that you're going to line up against them and you're going to punch them in the face and you look at the positives, you look at the, the ratings, like the Frank Ragnow, who is our, our guy who won't get the credit because he's the meat and potatoes in the front. But when he gets rated highest out of all the centermen coming off of a Sunday, and then you got Penny Sewell, who we watched, obviously, uh, I, I saw it. More comfortable on the left side, got props from Nick Bosa, frustrated him. You hear what he said. There's something to build on this gets me excited, which, and before I go into the Monday game in Green Bay, Tonight, um, uh, you know what? Like, uh, I guess like the one thing is, is that when you have culture, then you want to see it. You know that you want to see it. So the more that we can see, and 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 the only thing, and this is the best, the best thing about like a hard knocks thing, right? Is is the fact that when you see a defensive backs coach yelling at a player, no matter who it is, like it was a Cuda. Um, and uh, I forget his name, Aubrey, they were arguing back and forth, obviously, do your job, do your job, do your job, stuff like that. But when you see something behind the scenes, either coming out of Allen Park or on TV in a Hard Knocks show, you can see the relationship, so you know. And that's the thing, and I think that that's moving forward, the culture that when we see, because if he says it, we want to believe it. And But we don't because we're Lions fans, so you have to show us twice 
and we're looking for the what I am is a consistency now. Well, that's what I like about those peaks in kind of things where you do. You see him kind of getting scolded on the sideline or whatever because everybody assumes automatically that those two now hate each other. They don't like each other. And that's not the case. He's just trying to motivate this guy to play better and you know point out a mistake he's making so he has an opportunity to fix it and it doesn't become a habit. So, Sean, which leads to Eric Dorch's question, which do you remember your question, Eric? Because it was such a great one. Uh, I think so, yeah. No, uh, it was that Aaron Rodgers had a less than impressive performance after, like we said, not really doing much in the offseason. And I said, we're going against them Monday night in Green Bay. Is this something that worries you guys? Or are you a little kind of confident of, hey, he just doesn't look like the same old Aaron Rodgers? Because we all know all it takes is one game and Aaron Rodgers is back in the front runner for MVP with what he can do. So to me, it's that thing of, are you comfortable uh, going into this game or a little more comfortable, maybe not comfortable, or is it a uh, a little bit of a worry that maybe Rodgers is going to have a statement game? I'll go to the uh, the guy who's been in the hospital the latest uh, <laughs> first. Uh, Sean, you're up. As long as there is air in Aaron Rodgers' lungs, I'm going to be afraid of Aaron Rodgers. And as He's long as they're in his name. I've seen. As long as there's uh, an air in Aaron. And, and, and no coincidence there. Uh, he, you know, for him to take the cavalier, it's just one game attitude that he did. Look, I've I've seen this act before. I've heard these words before. Whether it be relax, whether it be calm down, you know, some of his famous comments from before. Um, I t- absolutely terrified. No, no doubt about it. I, it's Aaron Rodgers, man. I, it was a horrible game. I think anybody who watched that, I mean, it was an unwatchable game. It was one of those games that, that really was, oh, I'm going to go see what the Chiefs are doing or, you know, what, and, and flipping around the channels and everything if if you were in a hospital bed like me. Um, it was it really, I mean, you just turn the channel at that point in time. There. But uh, as long as there's air in Aaron Rodgers' lungs, I'm, I'm going to be worried. Or in his name. And I think that, you know what, it's one of those things is that, we can call it a one-off. I can call it that you spent too much time in a Y. Maybe you've had, you know, too much time with the DMAC. You know, I mean, I don't, whatever it is, you might not have prepared. I, I can tell you, you 100% didn't do the same offseason last year as you have any other time in your career, right? No, it doesn't matter how much work you put in. And mentally, it's it to the fact that, it really tells me that he's got to get out of retirement mode or if he was seriously, when you heard an interview with Aaron Andrews and stuff, is that contemplating retirement, right? So that's a different type of an athlete's brain. And and it's sort of like, to me, it was always appreciation and not feeling appreciated and stuff like that. When you don't feel appreciated, trust me, guys, you can shut her down. And emotionally, you need to get it back. Physically, you might be there, but emotionally, you're not. And what we saw, what I saw was just not, that focus, that eye. Like, does anybody out, do you guys not, when an Aaron Rodgers, when a Tom Brady, um, when somebody gives you that look, when that look, like Tom Brady has that look and he had that look um, on that Thursday night game at uh, the Cowboys when they left too much time on the clock. Oh, Looks yeah. up at the clock, gives that look, and it's like, oh, geez. You know, Michael Jordan had that look. You know, all the greats sort of had that look. Let's see if he has that look. Now, is it a blood like in the past? He owns Detroit. You know that doesn't look good. This looks like it's a total setup for Aaron Rodgers uh, to be well. So um, it'll be interesting. But uh, listen, we play the Packers twice a year for my whole life, and this is one of the ones that 
it could go our way. Because then if there's two games in a row of disarray of Aaron Rodgers, do you think we have a conversation then, Sean? No. Okay. I still won't. Okay. I, I mean, you, I know it'll happen. I mean, that's that's the way it is. I, I think we live in a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately society, and certainly that's what the National Football League is. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers belongs in that in that conversation ever. I really, truly don't. All right, just give the give the people a little bit of uh, how many games would it take of being how many of these in a row or that disinterested smozzle would it be before you went, wow, this is new? You know, I. How about they start out of the gate like one and four, or one and five, and he just he looks pedestrian, something like that. Then I might go, oh my gosh, we we got something going on here. You know, this this off season really took its toll. Not only on Aaron Rodgers, but the entire dynamic with the Packers. Hey, something like that. I like it, you know, because I think they're by weeks after is week eight or week nine. And uh, you know what? If they are, you know, 500, they can still come back because it's the North. But if there's something else, it'll be interesting if they think of shopping them and, and stuff like that. If there's a lot of things to come. That's enough about the Packers. Looking for the Lions to go. We're going to continue talking Lions. One of the goats, Calvin Johnson. Pay this man his money out of principle. And I'll tell you why. Listen to Darren McCarty's show here, AM760, WJR. Pay that man his money. This is the Darren McCarty Show on 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend, Darren McCarty. Look at Doris give me a little kissing my butt a little bit with a little rush. Getty Lee and the boys from Canada across the border. Hopefully anybody's and over there in Ontario is listening is doing well. I know that uh, things are tough all over, but uh, look forward to getting across uh, across the pond here. Er, the pond. It's a it's a, it's a river, Darren. Cross the river, cross the river here back home and hello to everybody. Hope everybody's well over there. But uh, talking about everything that uh, we love here, we continue with the Lions and Calvin Johnson came out and out of principle. Oh, you got it? All right. Oh, uh, out of principle, uh, the $1.6 million, uh, you know, that he's owed. He feels he's owed by the Lions. And, you know, this to me, Sean, is a drug out so long my opinion is, is when I, no matter what it is, whether it's in athletics or not, when I agree to a contract, when I sign my name, it's my responsibility to know what it's for. Usually the signing bonus is what you're making up for what you missed out on before and then the contracts to play. So um, I don't think he's out of line. Uh, the, the big issue I have is that they're arguing about paying him this money that I understand as being a signing bonus, and they're still selling $300 Calvin Johnson jerseys in um, Ford Field. So, I mean, that's the uh, that's the problem that I have with it. And for for me, it's like where where does 1.6 million dollars to a what's the Lions worth, Sean? Billions? Oh boy, wait! I forget what the what the actual number. I just saw that, Mac. Two billion. Gosh darn it! Three. They're billion? worth a, they're worth a lot. How's that? Yeah, they're worth a lot. You can power your house by one of their electrical uh, F one fifties. Oh, uh, Sports Illustrated has them at two point four billion. Okay, right? I, yeah, I just now, saw. Now, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hurt myself. 
and divide 1.6 million into 2.4 billion, but you can get that we can figure it out that it's less than 1% of whatever else. And I just, my opinion is, is, is that he's, it's out of principle, like he says, right? And the principle is if you're going to change. So this leads me back to what Steve Smith, the, the uh, analyst on um, the NFL Network and former Carolina Panthers receiver, um, was saying about same old lions on the field because of the yell. No, no, it's it's different lions, as I said, where the the lions on the field are listening to the coach and the culture and stuff like that, playing from whistle to whistle from for sixty minutes. But Sheila, as much as you want to say say has changed, that's same old lions in the in the front office and ownership. So you want to show me things have changed? You better salvage this relationship because. Because they're supposed to, is he supposed to have his retirement game against Baltimore or something? It'd be pretty. Yep. It's yep. pretty. Wouldn't that stink a lot that if you have a retirement ceremony um, and the guy doesn't show up? It, it's Mac. You, you know what? This is a franchise that that is very concerned right now. I've had these conversations with Rod Wood himself uh, about bringing guys back and and optics and. Things we're not like talking about bringing guy. We're talking about bringing one of the guys back. And by the way, you I got just it. hold on. I just used a pen here too, so I couldn't hold on. Hold on, I didn't get my numbers down. It's point zero 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 seven six. So if you want to round it up, zero zero zero. So you know what? You can't even win an eight ten thousandths of a second in an IndyCar race. They don't even clock it that fast. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but it, like, and but to your point, finish, please finish your point. But the fact is, there's two guys. There's in, in my lifetime, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. And if you're talking about, so who's that in my life? Is that a Steve Eiserman and a Nick Lidstrom? Right? Are you really you're gonna argue over? And and I don't know, man. Go finish your thought about bringing guys back. It's either you either all a part of it or you're not a part of it how do you pick and choose you can't pick and choose how you treat people no that's and to me mac this is this is what exactly what it comes back to is this this is optics this looks awful this looks terrible when you take into consideration much like calvin said the tony romo situation uh when you take into consideration the andrew luck situation this looks poorly upon the lions there has been a a uh, you know a, a sentiment out there that the Lions don't take care of their former players, and I know I know for a fact because he's told me Rod Wood knows that and has done a good job of bringing a lot of the the guys back from the '80s and making them feel welcome and making them feel like a family. This is not that. This is a bad look all the way around, and I really really wish the Lions. Would, would understand that. And you know what? Why don't you give the man his money and say, hey, why don't you come work for us and do some of these things and stuff like that? It just doesn't make sense to me. Instead of that's the thing is to be a part of it, right? And I, I mentioned this earlier. Hmm. I said, said this yesterday when I brought it up on, on the Big the Energy show is the fact that I get it. You know, and I'll say, like, that's the, what culture means flows through it. And I see it sitting here now 
you know what i retired in 09 so we're going into the 13th year and stuff like this but and and this is where i mean culture it can permeate not just on the ice or on the field through the organization into your alumni because that's the difference between the bowman era which i consider the eiserman era and the holland era you know and you get into the babcock where you know there is and i'm not saying and, and i only use mike babcock as because that was the era that he coached things didn't change but there was a disconnect now i know me personally i wasn't in the right headspace and i was in my addiction so i mean i wasn't trying to be but it was like to have to feel a part of it now that's the whole the whole point with steve coming back but it's the culture that we all know around here and and grew up with and played around that i feel is part of the organization to my role of being me as I ever did, you know, and I think that's important moving forward. And I think if you look at the guys involved in the Red Wing organization, it's an imperative part that it's the bands back together in, in a different way, but that's why it's going to work. But I feel it. And I'm just talking, you know, for myself, but it's in, in the Red Wing organization. So it would be nice to see the symmetry between all facets. And it's just when we say it's like a family, yeah, you're going to go through different times. But I can understand totally that feeling because I've had it and and it's not right or wrong. It just it just is. But that's the thing that I'm trying would would want and hope for all the other organizations is to feel like I do in the Red Wings now. Yep, and I think that's the best way to put it. I mean, this is this is something that uh, it's 1.6 million. Make it go away. Like like do it now. Like this is this is so silly. This makes you look so petty, and I know you're not. And I know you want to do the right things. So, you know what? Don't talk about doing the right things. Go do the right things. This is the, it, this is so Mac. Honest to goodness, I cannot believe this is still a topic of conversation. I'm not. It, I'm not being funny. It's it's like, huh? What? But here we are. No, and and here we are, and that's uh, you know where we live. But it's part of you know if you're looking for all the little things of how they've changed and how they've sort of stayed the same. Sometimes there's a disconnect from the top, as it is with the talent or with what's going on or what we love. It's just trying to understand the why to what it is. And that's the why. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back here, Darren McCarty show. Um, yeah, you got the wings starting out. Uh, the Tigers sort of winding it down. I want to do a little Tiger talk here just because, you know what, looking back and, and really, do they have... 500 in sight by season's end. Let's talk about that, Shawnee B, where we got coming down to the clutch of the season. Thanks for listening here. This is Darren McCarty Show, AM760, WJR. This is the Darren McCarty Show on 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend, Darren McCarty. <laughs> Uncle Ted, ah, a little cat scratch fever on this Friday night, no matter what you got going on this weekend, which, by the way, I wanted to bring up, uh, if you're down in Monroe, we have the Monroe Pop Fest. I know it started tonight. Uh, I will be there tomorrow. Uh, Gary Paulette and the fine folks uh, down in Monroe uh, 
big event, a lot of celebrities, a lot of Comic-Con guests. I know I'm always excited to see the Power Rangers and all the different wrestlers that come in, but uh, I'll be down there all day uh, tomorrow uh, with my buddy Dom from Mess Bucket Comics promoting all the different stuff we got um, going on uh, down there. Uh, what about you, Sean? How's your... Uh, How's your weekend shaping up? Uh, you planning on revisiting the hospital? Or you think that you got that taken care of? <laughs> <laughs> Taking a long road trip with Wayne State football, Mac. I'm sure you know this, but uh, I, I call Wayne State games. And uh, we're heading to uh, Rolla, Missouri uh, to take on Missouri S&T. So, so uh, looking forward to that. Actually, it'll be nice to, uh, to have a chance to do that. Uh, unfortunately, last week I, I missed a game. I in, in 12 years it, it hasn't happened so yeah i missed a game last last week i was i was in the hospital so hey that um let me ask you this sean break it down for and i don't because i i think people don't really understand but wherever in missouri you said you're traveling right like so take take the listeners through what a play-by-play guy right for a college team that's got to go on the road or whatever you said long bus trips so how does that when you know the game is on saturday Mm-hmm. At what time? Uh, two o'clock Eastern time, one o'clock their time. Okay, so so how long of a trip? It's about ten hours. Oh wow! So so get in there, uh, get in there late and early, and get up to the what? Have you broadcast from the the fee, from that field before or whatever? Like haven't haven't been haven't been to this one, but you know what? It's great, uh, Mac. You know, a lot of times what happens is we have flown to games before, um, but the the cool thing is uh, the associate athletic director basically got a party bus for the broadcast team, and we all go in this party bus. And it is complete with a back seat that allows me to lay down and shut her down f- until my heart's content, you know. And we have a little area where we can keep food and stuff like that. But uh, I always get the back row. I lay down in the back row, and I'll sleep three hours here, three hours there. It's it's not a big deal at all. It just isn't. And and that's why, you know, again, I'm, I'm glad that I feel well because uh, there was no possible way I was going to do it. But, um no, I, f- I feel great, and yeah, it's it's fun. I enjoy it. It's Mackie. You know what it reminds me of? It. I was very Boy, fortunate. You, you, you. Exactly. You lived that life. Yeah. Those those trips up and down the four hundred one, and I used to love going to Owen Sound in particular. You know, that's off the beaten path, not down that four hundred one. But I, those were great. You know, just just give me give me a seat that I can recline back in a little bit. I'll put on some I'll put on some earbuds. I'm done. I'll, I'll I'll be out like a light, and the next thing you know, it you're there. So, um, yeah, it was fun. I, I, I always enjoyed that, and we don't take long trips like that a lot. We we have um, one this week, and then we have to go up to Marquette in a few weeks after that. But um, yeah, you know what? I it doesn't bother me at all. Some people get bothered by it. it doesn't bother me at all. I grab up my grab my pillow, lay down in the back seat. I'm done. I love it. You know what he just said there when he, the back seat where you can lay down. You know what we call that. The veteran. Yep, that's the veteran. That's the veteran. That's where it is. And I I, I guess, Sean, you know what? It goes back to growing up on, on buses or growing up, you know, from junior and stuff. And, and whether you 
like it or don't like it, you got to learn to accept it. So you got to put it in your place and I can sleep anywhere. So that's one of the things. And it's funny because you know how that is in junior, right? Like you, you have a, uh, in junior and it goes even into pro is that you got your spot in the bus. You got your spot. You know, everybody's got their spot on the, on the plane, on the bus were different guys. Like Shelly always had the back row because Shelly was in charge of the beer. So, the, you know, like that's where it is. But I always had the row in front of them, right? Because I would always back there next to the bathroom. But I'd always see guys like me, when you, you sort of push the envelope all the time, you work your way to the back earlier just to see if you can. And you sort of can because when push comes to shove on the ice, you know, you're, you it comes back and you learn that in junior. From all those long bus trips. By the way, uh, let me segue and end this with, uh, <laughs> did I mention the Moreau Pop Fest? Because of uh, the comic Donnybrook that uh, all those stories are. There's a great bus trip story in uh, the second edition of Donnybrook, the comic you can get from Best Bucket Comics. Anyways, more importantly, Sean, let's talk small. Let's talk baseball here, Detroit Tigers. And I got to sit here with that record of 70 and 76 um this far into the season that i am what i i'm more than surprised and more than excited and happy and not just because what aj hinch has done and how he's used miguel cabrera and how he's kept him engaged and he's hit 500 and whether he gets the 3000 or not you know we know he's going to do that we're talking about the young pitchers the mize the mannings the scoobles but you know you look at the soto you look at Funkhouse, you look at different guys like that and then you talk about the spencer torkelson's riley greens i didn't even mention eric Haas and kill badu um you know and then you got my one of my favorite guys robbie grossman who matt shepherd uh voice of the uh tigers uh ran into him the other day and uh that's a guy i gotta meet because uh he shep loves him so he's uh he epitomizes uh detroit versus everybody but man from the beginning of the year from from spring training and everything what a good what a good year this is for to, to be a tigers fan i guess to enjoy sort of the ups of the ups right like this is sort of something that i hope to expect out of all the other teams, right? To feel this sort of like there's something ahead. Am I am I out of line with that feeling, or did you get that feeling? No, with the you Tigers know, Mac. It's it's interesting because I I I'll be point blank. About a week ago, I thought this team was done, and the nosedive was happening. I really, when they lost those first two games in Pittsburgh to that crap team. And, and went back to 10 games under 500. I said, oh, well, this was a cute little run for the last couple months and everything. Do I think they're going to finish 500? No, I don't. But do I think that the nosedive is coming even with the schedule forthcoming where they still have, you know, this big series with Tampa and then uh, two series yet to go with Chicago? No, I don't I don't think the nosedive is coming, man. And, um, you know, where, where do they end up? Maybe 76 wins, 77 wins. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw a party over it. But you know what? It's progress, and I'm gonna go back to what you said in the first segment about the Lions. This is a different team under AJ Hinch. Make no mistake about it. No, make no mistake about it. There's no mailing it in. These guys play hard. It is something to look forward to. Now they need the talent that we've heard so much about to come up and actually be the talent that we've heard so much about. But I'll tell you what, everything else is there, and they they got a little swagger. It's it's been a cool watch, man. It really has. But doesn't and here's the exciting part: 
right? Is that earlier, you know, what was it, a month ago or something, and Chris Illich came out and said that, you know, willing to spend? Because you know, who wants their team, I don't care what sport, to spend when it's sort of you say, ah, we got a great player here, let's go watch him play, but the team's not going to win. I think they're in a position where they can add some pieces and, you know, obviously a big batter if we're looking at it, you know, who's that shortstop guy? Is there a possibility? The big thing is, well, you asked me beginning of the year, would the would the Tigers, even with A.J. Hinch being the manager because he was a manager in Houston, would we have a shot of Carlos Correa when he's a free agent? No, no chance. We want to come here. What are you building? Now, end of the year, you might get some conversations with guys that you didn't normally because they see, holy cow, look what's going on there. Look what we're building and stuff like that. So to that aspect, I like it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what what the future holds, and uh, you know what, it <laughs> a manager makes all the difference in the world. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. So uh, we're gonna take a break here. Uh, oh, this is it. All right, let me rephrase that. It's been so much fun here on this Friday night that <laughs> Dorch is kicking me out. I wanted to stay, but uh, anybody. So thanks for joining us uh, for Sean Belize and Eric George.